0: Black and your money. on AM twelve twenty KDOW
1: and Radio station. I'm gonna get Dr. Jeff Rosen from Briefing.com in just a minute. But I kind of want him to comment on this. An article out today, literally zero homes in San Francisco that a teacher can afford. The average teacher in San Francisco County makes fifty-nine thousand seven hundred dollars a year. In order to uh, that basically means they could afford a $220,000 home. There's government programs for teachers that'll help them with 20% down, but there are literally zero homes for sale right now in the greater San Francisco area, which includes you know many 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 counties. Um, whether it be you know uh, Contra Costa, San Francisco, San Mateo, Santa Cruz, Sonoma, you know then you get into Monterey, it's stunning. That's going to be a problem if you're not Mark Zuckerberg, Larry Ellison, or their close colleagues, because you need teachers to live close by to raise your kids, to raise the school scores, to raise the home values. Let's bring in Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist, Briefing.com, clearly and concise with all things economics. How are you, Mr. Rosen? Good. Any comment on firefighters, cops, teachers being priced out of areas and the economic ramifications?
2: Yeah, it's kind of actually surprising. At least, uh, yeah, and I don't know San Francisco in terms of what the laws and the regulations are, but like in Chicago, um, if you want to be a school teacher with the Chicago public school system, you have to live in Chicago proper. So, you know, the fact that you can't buy a house, you know, in your district means that you know there would realistically be no teachers in chicago um you know obviously you can get around that by by renting a place instead of buying but uh it does make for interesting rental rates if um because they you know in order to attract people at that you know income level you, you can't have a rental rate that is normally associated with the underlying value of the asset with a, you know with a house that's you know 300 to five hundred thousand dollars.
1: The new home sales came out today, and they were much stronger than expected. How did that happen
2: <laughs> um, that 's the uh, million dollar question it 's one of these things that uh, and, and I was talking with um, with pat o 'Hare you know and you talked to Pat uh, yesterday, sure. and we were discussing the weather effects and how the weather effects are going to be played out and how the Fed's going to look at this. And, and I've been one of these people who have believed that the weather is being used as an escape goat, and it's not necessarily, um, you know, weather-related for all the bad econ data that we've seen in, in January and in uh, late December. In my opinion, it's been more of a cyclical downturn that we've seen um, that normally comes around uh, at this time of year, when we've seen it in the last few years. And this report seems to suggest that as well, I mean, because the fact that, you know, the northeast area see sales rise 73 percent, and that was an area that uh, got hit hard by winter weather. I was stuck in Philadelphia for a week because of, um, you know, it basically snowed in the airport there, and uh there was, you know, snow in Chicago as well, which made it difficult to come in, and yet demand rose, so... It looks to me that we're seeing that the data is not weather-related, that the increase in sales proved today that uh, weather is not that major of a factor over the entire country. We saw it in the jobs numbers where the construction component was not um, really weak when you would expect weak construction given weather conditions. We saw it in... um, you know existing home sales where you had the big downturn came from the west which did not suffer from uh, weather related uh, problems and you saw it also in the housing search where you again saw big pullbacks out west where weather should have been a factor.
1: So how as an economist are you playing this out? Are you saying okay let's blend the first six months or the first three and the last three of last year? How is the data working in your head?
2: I mean, what I look at is to see how the seasonal trends relate to uh, the past seasonal trends. And there's definitely a weather factor. I mean, where you can definitely stay in the Midwest. Things are slowing down uh, just because you can't leave your house. I mean, it's dangerous at times in January to leave your house. So with that respect, you know, you have some sort of down period or down area in general, when you look at the trends throughout you know the entire United States, and you look at what we've seen in previous years, especially last year and in um, 2011, 2012, moving into, into that period, you had big upticks in the in the you know second half of the year to be followed by you know a really quick deceleration in economic growth, and. I don't see anything that's breaking that. You know, everyone's confidence, especially the forecaster's confidence, improves with these strong signs, but they're taking those strong signs as a lasting component as opposed to a fleeting, potentially seasonal uh, arrangement. And I've been looking at it more as the second half, you know, the seasonal problem. So when I'm forecasting you know, 2014, I was forecasting a slowdown in the first half, followed by a pickup in speed in the second. And I don't see anything changing uh, with that forecast right now.
1: I'm not sure which direction you want to go, but let's go international for a brief moment. It seems like Europe's doing okay, which it's been a long time since we've been able to say that. U.S. doing okay. Asia, we don't quite know. In emerging markets, we don't quite know. What are you seeing internationally at this point in time as far as it helps the U.S. economy?
2: Well, I don't know if it's going to help the U.S. economy much. I don't think the export sector in the United States is strong enough to be a primary leader of economic growth. Um, A lot of it is not labor-intensive so even if we do get a big pickup in exports we're not going to have a big pickup in jobs because of it and you would need the big pickup in jobs to be a catalyst to spring us domestic growth so i think that you know for, for the us to grow we're going to have to do it more internally than than relying on uh, you know gains from from trading partners
1: what are you working on right now? What are you seeing that's more important? Because I just asked a really stupid question, so I kind of want to like get get smart again.
2: Well, um, I mean, I'm spending a lot of time on housing because you know it's you know it's a very Big key to this recovery, okay. you know. Everyone's using the, the housing uh, metric as the key component for solid growth in 2014, and we saw, you know, a nice bump up in construction. The question is, is that going to continue? And it's concerning the way the trends are in sales, meaning that we're seeing slowdowns in sales. We're possibly going to have higher interest rates going forward, given the Fed is likely to continue tapering, uh, which will reduce affordability conditions, and at the same time, you have builders building into this, and uh, is that the smart thing to do, and, and if that you, you know, determines is not the smart thing to do and, and builders cut back, how is that going to help uh, overall economic growth if the housing sector is not a primary contributor to positive gains?
1: What effect do you think higher interest rates will have in real terms with real people, credit cards, higher mortgages. Is it going to be material or is it something that we'll adjust to as it slowly happens?
2: It, I, I, most likely people will adjust to it. It all depends on uh, inflation and, I, and I'm a proponent of not believing inflation is going to be a problem uh, over the next several years and that follows basically what uh, expectations are based on, on tips rates. But if inflation unexpectedly increases and it forces the Fed to raise rates at a faster rate than they anticipated, that could cause problems because you will see, you know, drastically higher credit card charges and and whatnot uh, well before the consumer can adjust their spending habits to take that into account.
1: Anything else that you're working on or anything else on the horizon that we need to be aware of?
2: No, next week is jobs. I think that's the the key thing to look at. It'll be interesting to see uh, on Monday how the uh, sales reports come in. We're going to see the services component probably heavily affected by weather. Uh, we anticipate a big increase in, in services spending because of uh, household heating bills. But you know, the question is how is the good sector going to hold up? You know, we had a pretty weak retail sales report, and you know, my guess is that the uh, motor vehicle sales coming in for February are also going to be weak. So. You know, looking at all that, how how is it all going to play out?
1: Thanks very much. Your heating bill is probably going to go up this weekend. Thanks for putting up with me. I totally appreciate it. It is Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist, Briefing.com. Lots of insights there. Housing, jobs. Housing, jobs. And then you get my stupid question about international. But with that said... I'm forgiving myself already. You can find out more about briefing.com. They provide a slew of information. Um, Tuesdays, I talk with Patrick O'Hare. Wednesdays, I talk with Dr. Jeff Rosen. It's one of my highlights of the week. Um, Briefing.com provides independent live market analysis of the U.S. and international equity markets. Um, You can find out more at briefing.com. And when I endorse something, I try to endorse it. I've worked with these guys. They haven't paid me a penny. I've use their product for 15-plus years. Again, it's not for everyone. I just think it's nice to have unbiased information. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Thanks for listening to the show. Don't forget i got a big event coming up Thursday in Pleasanton. Thursday in Pleasanton, it is a retirement event tied towards income in retirement, explaining how to build a retirement portfolio that hopefully lasts till the day you die, if not longer. You can sign up for the event Thursday, February 27th, Pleasanton, at the Stone Ridge Mall Road, Sheraton Hotel, 639. Sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. It's tomorrow night. Sign up now. Sign up on your am s 5. Maybe I should pack my